Jason, welcome. Hey, Chris. How are you doing? Good, brother. How are you? I'm doing good, man. Welcome to the Leading a Serving Podcast. Episode? Number 14. 14. Yeah. We are moving right along. We are. We are. This is. Uh, this has been a joy to do. I've, I have, I've, I've had enjoyed a whole this. lot of fun. A whole lot of fun. This is fun. Yeah. And if you're, you're just tuning in, this is one of your first episodes. Leading a Serving is all about um, you know, our desire to lead others mm-hmm. by serving them. And that doesn't mean just being there for them and in their in their dark days, mm-hmm. but this is we're going to fight for your highest good in every day, mm-hmm. and yeah. you know that we that we value those around us to the point of of um, we're going to serve them as a way to lead them. I love that idea. So this is good stuff. So yeah, what have you been up to lately, man? Uh, you know, uh, it's cold here it in cold. the wonderful state of Indiana. Like so, I am bridging the gap, and of course we we just accepted a, a new puppy. Not too long ago, oh. so I am bridging the cold while trying to teach a dog how to potty get potty trained. It's oh, good times. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> what kind of dog do you get? A soft coated wheat and terrier. Let's say that slower. A what? A soft coated wheat and terrier. I've never heard of that. Yeah, it's okay. It, this is our second one. So oh oh we have yeah, two, I know yeah. Quigley. So yeah. okay, so it's a little Quigley. Yeah, it's a little Quigley. Gotcha, <laughs> gotcha. Okay. So what are you been up to? Oh man, we're just uh, oh yeah, life is just. A ball full of uh, unexpected surprises. Right. So we've uh, we've had the sickness roll through the house again. Oh no. Yeah. And so I don't know. We it wasn't COVID. Maybe it was food poisoning. We don't know. But you know, it's just uh, one of our daily. You know, who's got fever today? And oh my we'll goodness. move on with life. <laughs> so, so so ready to be done with this cold, the sickness, everything. Man, huh? we it it just helps you take life's. We're not taking it for granted. Right. We're like, hey, everybody's up and healthy, and we're going to school, we're going to work, we're doing our normal thing, right. and man, doesn't that feel good? And so we're, you know, I'm <laughs> happy to be sitting here with you today, man. Let me tell you, <laughs> I'm ecstatic you're sitting here with me today too. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, we're uh, we're just trying to find normal again. Yes. Yeah. You know, one of these podcasts will stop talking about this, and right. I'll have this cool story and be like, oh man, we did such such. Yeah. Right. Someday. <laughs> Someday. In my dream, you know, <laughs> right. we'll we'll get back to normal soon. So, oh, so what, are, what are we talking about today with, you know, we've been touching on these five voices. Yeah, we've covered three so far. Yes. We talked to, see, we talked about the nurturer and the connector and um, the guardian, mm-hmm. right? Right. So we got two left. So yeah. which one are we touching on today? We are going to talk about the pioneer. All right. And, you know, just a, just a word of caution. Don't uh, just assume what... You know what we mean when we say the word pioneer? Because, okay. you know, Americans, especially, you know, growing up out West, yep. pioneer means something a little different than maybe exactly what we're talking about. Okay. Um, you know, it's, um, you know, there is an aspect of, you know, uh, bridging new frontiers, sure. Mm-hmm. But um, the pioneer is someone who is a champion of strategic vision. They love strategy. They love vision. Uh, they live very much in the future. We've talked about some of these voices are a little more future-oriented versus present-oriented. Okay. The pioneer is future-oriented. Okay. Um, they are results-focused. So hmm. they're interested in how do we move the ball down the court and what's going what's to help us win? Mm-hmm. How do we get these results? Um, they're great at problem-solving. Um, that's where their strategy really comes in. Work. That's a that's a real word, by the way. Strategy. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. You know, that's where you know that future focused, results oriented, strategic thinking comes into play. Is they love to solve problems, hmm. and um, you know they are um, they they value competence. They value um, you know just let's get the job done. 
Mm-hmm. Let's move the ball down the court. Now, one thing about the the pioneers is this is actually the smallest representation in our population. About really? 7% of all people are first voice pioneer. Now, a lot of people have pioneer, you know, uh, early in their voice, or it might be their second or third voice. And so that does come out in a lot of people, but a true first voice pioneer, there's only 7% about in our in our world. And huh. so they the pioneer loves to pro, uh, approach life in a anything is possible attitude. Don't tell a, a pioneer that they're going to lose because right. they will find a way to win. Right. I mean they they're like no, this is going to happen. I can I can make sure this happens. Um, they love visioning. Uh, they love scaling, uh, basically shaping a scalable future. So a pioneer is the type of guy who, you know, takes a look at, you know, let's say a home remodeling business, okay. like Stillwater. You're right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, a pioneer would look at that and say, okay, we can have a Stillwater on the south side of Indy, north side of Indy. Why don't we go to Louisville and Chicago? You know, heck, we're going to have houses on Mars eventually. So we're going to have the, you know, Stillwater is going to be the first one on Mars. <laughs> that's how, <laughs> that's how a pioneer approaches life. Of how can I scale this into the future? How can we grow this? And that's always on the forefront of their thinking. And their highest priorities. Wow. Um, they're very strategic and, and almost militaristic in their thinking in that way, mm-hmm. um, which makes them incredibly effective at aligning people, aligning systems, aligning resources of how can we best align this to get to the goal we're trying to reach. Mm. And so anything is possible for them. Um, winning is a massive driver. Um, you, don't have to, you don't have to motivate a pioneer to win. It comes from within. They're they're just going to naturally want to win, and um, they don't want to give up. And so, if a pioneer is leading a team of of any of the other voices, there's a good chance the other voices are like, "Yeah, we're we're not taking this hill. It, we're not it, this. We're not going to make this goal." And the pioneers, "Oh no, we will. Right, <laughs> we are going to make it." And uh, unfortunately, that can sometimes come to um, the pioneers' detriment because they they will push so hard that they lose people. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, they're very powerful communicators. They use logic. They use rationality in their thinking, and um, they want to provide this compelling vision of the future. Of you know, look at what we could do, and they're going to push for it. They're going to go for it. And so, pioneers are very much a driver. And a, you know, motivation comes from within, and they just want to see the ball move down the court each and every day um, toward that toward that winning. Um, the unfortunate side of of a pioneer because they are so confident, because they are so, um, you know, just tuned in to what they know they can do. Mm-hmm. They can come across as arrogant. Yeah, kind of a it's it's me and me only. It's my way or the highway. Mm-hmm. Um, they can they can come across with that type of agenda if they're not careful, and so they have to they have to learn how to balance that. Of you know we're we're going to work the work our way down the the court, but it's not just about me. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, the other side of a pioneer is that they can sometimes dismiss the contributions of others. That um, pioneers and nurturers don't necessarily see eye to eye. You know, I mean, if, if nurturers is all about developing the relationship yeah. and pioneers are more about developing the win, regardless of what it takes, right? you know, that, that can be a... Strong problem. Yeah. And so a pioneer can easily dismiss the contributions of some of the other voices because they don't see it as um, necessary to win. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, and so that's that's part of the pioneer. Um, pioneers are, are a fascinating voice. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll see them a lot at the top of organizations because, well, they're going to push the ball. They're, they they want to win. They want to mm-hmm. they want to scale into the future and you know dominate the world. 
they want to move to Mars, I think. I don't right. Know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so um, pioneers are, are wonderful at helping um, organizations achieve their goals, um, helping them um, grow steadily, um, overcome those growth barriers. Um, pioneers are very valuable um, in the voice order um, in ways like that. And so that's kind of our that's kind of our picture of a pioneer today, just kind of at a high level. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, if you're listening and you want to know a little bit more about your voice, your voice, um, you can uh, check out the link in the show notes. You can go to um, um, our website, exonimo, E-X-A-N-I-M-O dot solutions. And on there, there's a link to take the five voice assessment. It's free. It takes 15 minutes or less or so. Yeah. And uh, you can learn a little bit more about your voice, where you fall. And uh, next week, we're going to cover the final one, the creative, mm-hmm. um, which I am a little bit more um, I don't know, tied to, maybe yeah. because it's my first voice. Right. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we'll talk about the creative next week. And uh, then after that, we'll talk a little bit more about how to utilize these voices within your team, within your organization. So looking forward to that. Looking forward to that. Yeah. So who do we have uh, coming on the podcast today, Well, Chris? today we have Andy Hendricks, and he is with A1 Cleaning, A1 Window Cleaning Service. Mm-hmm. Um, phenomenal guy. I recently have gotten connected to him by a friend, and he and I were chatting, and you know, I just love what he's doing. I love um, how he's doing it, and I am super excited that he's going to be here to be able to share that with us. I look forward to hearing Andy's story. So this is going to be good. Yeah. So we probably ought to just jump right into it, eh? Let's do it. All right. All right. See you back here in a moment. Andy, thanks for joining us today on this um, cold day. How how are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Yeah. Valentine's Day. Yes, it is Valentine's Day. Day of love. Right. So, Andy, give us a little bit of background information about you. Get, tell me, where are you from this area? I'm not. Well, I'm from Indiana, but I grew up in Terre Haute. Okay. Um, about, what, 60, 70 miles west of here. Okay. Um, was there all through my school years. I went to college at Indiana State, um, met my wife at Indiana State, and then uh, she got a job in Indy, so we kind of migrated east uh, towards Indianapolis, live on the west side now, southwest side, kind of Mooresville area. Okay. Um, but yeah, I was there for about 28 years, and then for the last, I don't know what, 12 or 14 years, I've been in the indie area. So yeah. Okay. Very cool. So give us, so you have a, what's your degree in? Uh, business administration. Okay. So you kind of always have known that you've wanted to do something in business or? Kind of weird, yeah. I mean, I think it was more starting out like I didn't know what I wanted to do, uh-huh. and that seemed like, you know, a relatively good way to go. If you don't know what to do, it kind of gives you a lot, a lot of options when you graduate. Mm-hmm. Um, I was working for a place in 08. Um, I'm not going to mention the name of the company, but I, I didn't like it at all. Uh, made me a bad person, not happy, uh, didn't, didn't want to go to work, mm. kind of brought that home with me yeah. and uh, kind of was a stress on our life, um, our marriage, and uh, just decided one day that I wasn't going to do it anymore. And um, had a three-year-old son, and my wife was pregnant, and I came home and told my wife that um, I quit my job. And so it was kind of like a relief and a stress at the same time. And, um, so my father-in-law kind of gave me some side work and kind of got me started in, in the business that, that I'm in now okay. and didn't really give me a book of business or anything like that, but kind of just gave me the opportunity to kind of get the ball rolling really for some side cash in the beginning. Okay. Um, and one thing led to another and kind of got me going. So, yeah. Oh, neat. 
And so you've enjoyed it since then, obviously. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, um, we, we own a window cleaning company. So, um, you know, you start out and you just kind of are a manual labor guy. You're mm-hmm. an owner operator's first step. Um, you're out there just hustling, trying to make enough money to eat. Um, and you realize that you've got a niche and you can do this thing really well. And people are happy when you're done and you get a sense of satisfaction. Um, making people happy and, and doing something they can't do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you, you kind of decide that, you know, this could be a business. You could actually turn this into something. And so for the first six or seven years, um, I was slow to grow. I was content. I was making enough to pay our bills and do our thing and, and have fun. Um, and then finally, I kind of grew up a little bit more, matured in my own life and decided that I could turn this into something more. And mm-hmm. so for the last four or five years, I've been working on myself, um, working on, on leadership type things, um, growing our team and, and expanding our business and, and trying to make it into an actual thriving operation as opposed to a job for myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But let's touch on something, something I think you hit right there. Like you came home from work and had, had, um, had quit your job. That was probably quite a hurdle there at that point in your 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 life. In the fact that, you know, you had a three year old and your wife was pregnant. And you, so you were, you had a lot of stuff going on at home already, mm-hmm. but knew that this was not healthy for you to continue. For sure. Um. So how how difficult or easy was that process to try to even uh, for the any business owners that are out there thinking about, or even people who are not business owners right. are considering doing this, like. Tell what would you guide them to you know to yeah. think about before they drop their W two job or or even <laughs> walk home and say hey honey by the way I I quit my job today. Yeah. I wish that I could say that it was a responsible decision on my uh-huh. part because it wasn't. It was kind of rash and irresponsible at the time. Mm. Like I decided I had you know I had known internally that I was unhealthy because of this job uh-huh. and the stresses that it was putting on me. Right. Um, I didn't have a plan. I mean, Mm. to be honest with you, I didn't. Um, I had previously bartended and waited tables, so I knew that I could at least fall back on that and, you know, do something to Uh make money. Um, But at the same time, to answer your question, I would tell people that, you know, there's bigger stuff out there for you. Uh You you need to think bigger. Uh You need to – I mean, follow your dreams is kind of a cliche thing to say. Right. But – don't don't put yourself in a box and say I can't do this or it's too big. I'm not the, I'm not smart enough or right. There's so much so many resources out there, people to help online. People have done this before. Whatever you're going to do, somebody's probably done it before you. Mm-hmm. Learn from them. Don't reinvent the wheel. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 take those things and give it a, give it a whirl. Mm-hmm. I mean, so you can't you... fail. You can't you only fail forward, right? Like you. You're never going to grow without failing, so you might as well try. Some of the greatest things come out of failure, for sure. And yeah. that being said, I mean, it's so you would almost, if I'm hearing you correctly, tell I'm not trying to put words in your mouth. Tell me what you're thinking. With you know, would you have said hindsight being 2020, you would have tried tried to come up with a different plan to try to execute prior to dropping the hammer? Probably so. Yeah, okay. like I mean, because those first few years were really tough. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were. I didn't know that I was going to turn window cleaning into a business. Uh-huh. It was a, a stopgap. It was make ends meet. You know, uh-huh. it was, it was fight or flight. You know, you got to do something to survive and we're not going to go live on the streets. We're going to do, you know, what we can to, to make it work. So, um, yeah, 
perfect world. You're going to plan it out. You're right. going to do some research on the industry that you're inter- interested in. You're going to know what to expect, you know, right. income wise and, and the market that you're getting into and that kind of thing. That's all stuff I learned. You know, it's kind of like jump off the cliff and cliff and build the plane on the way down. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> That's exactly uh, what I, was I don't know. Like I'll figure it out. And I've, I feel like I've gotten to the point where I have a pretty good grasp on all the the internal workings of the business and, and kind of what makes it run and, you know, the marketing levers and all the, all mm-hmm. the business stuff that you need to know and the, you know, mm-hmm. the accounting and all that stuff. But I didn't know any of that in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had, I had a right. degree, but that's just, a, I mean, a degree's a, a degree's worth so much. Right, right. But right. then you get out in the real world and you have to figure, you still have to figure it out. Right. So it's, it's not completely applicable to everything. No. Yeah. No, that's yeah. that's what I found. I mean, right. you know, I had the knowledge base, um, but uh, you know, I mean, the other truthful thing is, is when I was in college, I didn't take it that seriously. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I, I piddled around and got in trouble and did stupid mm-hmm. stuff like a lot of college kids do, and and kind of had to learn from that too. But mm-hmm. um, you know, yeah. okay. So tell us a little bit about you know when you jumped off the cliff and building the plane on the way down. Um, that you said that mindset shift kind of happened in you where you said, I started working on some, um, some leadership stuff with myself, sure. um, you know, and kind of realized that, you know, this, this could be my passion, could be something I want to dig into. So tell us a little bit about that shift and uh, what, why you chose to build a plane, not a parachute. Right. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, um, I realized that, you know, a, there was a market for the business and this is something that could be viable long-term. Mm-hmm. So what needs to change to make that happen? You have you can't do it all by yourself. Mm-hmm. I can't clean windows till I die. Um, and, I mean, if I can, I'm I'm totally dependent on my own two hands to right. make any money, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I don't want to do that. I want to have free time. I want to spend time with my family. I want to travel. All the things that we want to get out of life. So I was um, I, I stumbled upon a podcast, um, and the gentleman that ran the podcast um, had done this same business in another state. And had grown it to um, a pretty hefty number and um, kind of was a business coach, basically. And mm-hmm. he was giving advice and on how to do a home service business. Um, and his number one thing was start with your why. Yeah. Why are you, why do you get out of bed every day? Mm-hmm. You know, what do you, why do you do this? And um, once I was kind of challenged to put pen to paper and, and what is my why, literally write it down type it out, put it on my desk, Mm. you know, um, that gives you fuel. Mm -hmm. Um, so, I mean, I think that that was the number one reason, you know, once I figured that out, it, it, it turned me in, it, it kind of, you know, flipped a switch in my brain saying, okay, what steps do you need to take to get better? How do you hire people? How do you pay them? You know? all that stuff. How do you find enough work to keep them busy? Cause now you're responsible for them and you. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you kind of get to that point and we're still growing that, that part of it, you know, that part's still a fear. How do you make sure you, you, you bring somebody on and you tell them, I'm going to give you 40 hours a week. I'm going to pay you X dollars an hour. And they're counting on that. That's mm-hmm. an, that's an agreement that you're, you know, you're putting out there that's saying, trust me, this is a great place to be. You want to come work for me. But now the stress comes on the other side of you saying, I've got to figure out how to provide for these people and still provide for myself and my family. So, you know, it's definitely a challenge, but I think, you know, listening to people that have gone before you, 
reading, podcasts, um, those are all really, really beneficial things. And there's yeah. so many resources out there. I mean, I'm sure every industry has, you know, a niche people to listen to and, and leaders in that industry that know what they're talking about and they've done it before. And that's what I found. Absolutely. Hmm. So moving from, you know, the owner operator, like you said, where you're dependent on your own two hands to the stage you're at today. Um, give us a picture of what, uh, what your week looks like now that if you're not the one, um, you know, actually doing the services, um, what does your week look like? Sure. Well, I mean, obviously we're seasonal, so we're in February. It's our off season. Uh, so our weeks, my weeks are a little different now than they are 10 months out gotcha. of the year. Um, but a typical week we'll talk kind of like we're, you know, in season. Um, it's, we're still in the stage, I would call it a stage three out of five business right now. Um, so I still have my hands on a lot of pieces. I don't go touch the dirty stuff. I don't go clean those things very often. Um, but it's, production. So we're worried about the crews, what the jobs are, getting those completed, customer satisfaction, um, sales and marketing. Uh, we have salespeople that go out and, and kind of do the estimates and, 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 you know, try to sell the jobs to the customer. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're still managing that and kind of keeping track of those sales numbers and, you know, close rates and th- things like that. Uh, but it's also um, admin stuff. So scheduling um, jobs, scheduling estimates, payroll, those kinds of things. Um, you know, in 2022, we're looking to offload a lot of that stuff. I'm looking to hire a few of those positions out to make sure that try to take that off of my plate right. a little bit more, mm-hmm. work a little bit more of the higher level things. Um, you know, the masterminding, the, um, you know, the, the marketing avenues, those kinds of things um, to kind of figure out. And also the hiring funnel, keeping that full. This day and age, you know, finding guys, everyone says there's nobody out there. There are people out there. Right. Um, I, mean, I feel like that's just a kind of a an excuse that Cop people out. like to throw out that mm-hmm. there's nobody out there. Um, you may have to pay them a little more, you know, mm-hmm. and you may, you may have to, you know, persuade folks mm-hmm. a little bit better. But um, I feel like the people, you know, the guys that we have now are amazing and loyal, awesome. and mm-hmm. we're doing something right, knowing that these guys want to come back year after year. Uh, I think we're on four and five, year four and five with my two main guys. Um, or maybe five for both. It doesn't matter. Um, the fact that they keep wanting to come back tells me that we're doing something right. right. You know what I mean? And it's just about attracting more people that are, are like them, um, mm-hmm. that kind of think like us, um, kind of adhere to our core values and that kind of thing. So um, every week's not the same, right. but, you know, depending on who's working and who's not, uh, COVID's thrown a wrench in everything for everybody and job, you know, job attendance kind of plays into that too. And if a guy's mm-hmm. under the weather, you got to kind of tell him to stay home. I mean, mm-hmm. even yeah. if, you know, back in, you know, a couple of years ago, it wouldn't have been a big deal. You just said, stick it out, tough it right. out, come to work. <laughs> right. We need you. And now you got to err on the side of caution. So sometimes, you know, a week will go, then I have to go out and do the field and do the work. Right. Um, Cause we still have customers need to be taken care of. So, mm-hmm. right. um, you know, I would say, you know, that we're still at that stage three as far as, you know, kind of where, where we're at as far as my responsibilities on a daily basis. Right. You mentioned your why and you mentioned your core values, and it sounds like you guys have developed a pretty good culture mm-hmm. around, um, you know, the relationships and the capacity of your team and stuff like that. How would you characterize – I mean, do you mind sharing no. the why and the, the core values and yeah, things like, like that? Yeah, like my why personally, you know, revolves around my family being able to spend time with them, see my kids grow up, be at their events, um, you know, travel, 
do the things mm-hmm. I want to do eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, love golf. Want to play golf every day if I ever can. Um, so, you know, those kinds of things are why I get out of bed every day. And I think that's probably typical, you know, of a family guy. Um, you want to do the best you can for your kids and, and your family and give them the best life that you can. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also want to see this country and this world, you know what I mean? And to be able to do that, you have to build build the machine to where it can pay you back. Right. That's my form of investment. You know what I mean? Some guys are crypto and 401k and all this stuff, and I'm not. I'm going to build a business to the point where it can pay me mm-hmm. in the long run. Mm-hmm. Um, but the culture, to speak to the culture of the business, I mean, that's something that and, – and I'm glad you mentioned it because that's something else that we really – are focused on and, and building that culture the right way. And that kind of speaks to the kind of people that you hire and the kind of people that you're looking for. Um, you look, every job is going to have stuff that you don't like to do. Right. Mm-hmm. It's going to have negatives. We work in the heat and we're cleaning dirty things and there's stuff that's not fun. I mm-hmm. mean, there's no yeah, way to sugarcoat that, but that's right. the same with every job that you do. There's something that you mm-hmm. don't like about it. There's negatives. What we try to enhance are the positives, you know, and we try to reward people for positive things. Um, we strive to get five-star reviews from customers and we reward you monetarily for that. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of keep track of ne- neg- the negative too, and make sure that we're bringing that to light. If there is that thing and kind of, you know, making sure that people understand that there's good and bad and you have to kind of play the, balance. you know, balance it out. Mm-hmm. Um, we, you know, have an awesome Christmas party every year that people look forward to. Uh, my wife is amazing at that side of it. You mm-hmm. know, the, mm-hmm. the whole giving away things. So we kind of have a decent amount of our budget kind of goes to that every year and yeah. it probably awesome. way more than we should do, mm-hmm. uh, from a mon- mon- monetary standpoint. Um, but I think it's necessary and I enjoy doing it. And I know the guys look forward to it, and then we kind of surprise them, and they don't really know exactly what they're going to get or you know what kind of things are going to happen. So yeah, it's fun to plan and give that stuff away. Let me let me touch on this because I think that you hit a uh, one of the points that I think I've recognized in my business as well is that you know the culture. Let's talk. You, you just touched on all of that and all that, but what I think that I would like to ask you is. How much time do you think that you spend on this? And I'm only asking because I think it is, as a business owner, I think you get to a point where you don't realize there's a lot of time that is required to build the culture Mm -hmm. and the consistency of culture Mm -hmm. that you're talking about. Would you agree? Absolutely. Like, and I'm, I'm still like, I'm like right in the middle of that right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, still learning it, still developing it. I don't know that it's ever finished. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we do. So a couple things that I'll mention that we do that may be different than some people. Um, and I learned these from other people. I didn't come up with this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, one is called a likes list. So when someone gets hired on we make a list of, we ask them questions. What's your favorite uh, food? What's your favorite sports team? What's your favorite candy, chips, soft drink, all this stuff, place to travel, hobbies. So we get to kind of know them right away and we, we can reward them or surprise them with things that they like. Mm-hmm. How cool is it to come to work one day randomly? Right. Um, random acts of kindness, right? Yeah. Like, what if you showed up to work one day and your favorite food was Cheetos and your favorite drink was Mountain Dew, and then in your truck when you got to work was a bottle <laughs> of Mountain Dew and a bag of Cheetos? Right. Nice. Like, that's pretty sweet, right? Like, yeah. you don't – it cost me $3. Right. And, and the amount of 
satisfaction than that gives an employee. Hey, man, that dude really cares about me. Mm-hmm. He really paid attention to what I told him. You know, I mean, that goes so far. Yeah, they probably unconsciously that. do a ton better job. Just because of that. And how they're honoring the customers even. Right, right. And they're not even thinking about it. Right. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's just one example of a little thing that we might do from time to time. Mm-hmm. Um, gift cards, when it comes time to give gift cards, we s- give those specific to what they like. We mm-hmm. go off that sheet, oh, my favorite mm-hmm. restaurant's Outback. So we're they're going to have a $50 Outback card, you know, and right. be able to take their spouse or significant other to a dinner and, and be able to do that. And those are the kind of things that we think about. Um, the other thing is called uh, the, the dream sheet. So uh, if anyone's read the book, The Dream Manager, uh, forget who it's by, but um, it's a book about someone being able to list kind of what they want out of life. Hmm. And us, how can we, as an employer, help you get there? Is it get an apartment? Is it buy your first car? A lot right. of people we hire are young. So it's like, get out of my mom and dad's house, right. um, pay off debt, mm-hmm. go to school, whatever. You know, mm-hmm. what are the things that you want us immediately or maybe even more longer term? How can we help you get there? You know, if, if someone's avidly trying to get an apartment or buy a house, I've got people I might be able to put them in contact with to get them into the right thing. Mm-hmm. I know guys that own car lots. I can probably help you get a deal on a car. You know, mm-hmm. all those things, like how, you know, what can we do to help you get what you're looking for? Um, people just maybe just need a, a hand up, you know what I mean? And, and we yeah. can usually help with that. So if we don't know that stuff, we can't help them That's right awesome. in the right way. So right. those are kind of the two two things that we do that kind of, you know, enhance that culture a little I bit. I love it. That's yeah. cool. That's, That's awesome. awesome. What's one of the um, the best things that's happened to you that you've experienced over these last few years of, of – building the business and really taking this to the next level. What's one of the, what's one of the victories that you've seen? Well, I mean, there's a lot. Um, I think this was 2020, uh, right before COVID actually, we got a shop, a standalone shop out of our, I was working everything out of our house. The office was in our house. The guys came to my house. All the equipment was in my garage. Um, not definitely not the way that you really want to run a business. It's definitely not professional. Uh, not a professional look to your employees. Um, and it was a scary, scary step to go from basically paying no rent because uh, it was already incorporated into our mortgage to taking on a massive, at the time, rent right. rent payment. Yeah. Um, scary, scary step, <coughs> but at the same time, massively valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I would say that's a huge victory. You know, being able to bring prospective employees to a shop Hey, let's look at, come check out our stuff. You know, it, it just looks so much better um, to them and more attractive to them, and makes it feel like a real business. Um, so that was that was a big thing. Um, you know, uh, we we keep keep vehicles that are that are in pretty good shape. Try to keep them really nice. Um, so so you know, buying a couple new vehicles last year was a was a pretty big step too. Getting a nice wrap on those, making them mm-hmm. look super pro. Um, I think those are. Those are some pretty big things that we've done in the last couple of years. That's, That's awesome. Cool. Those what, are. what do you love most about where you're at right now? What do you enjoy most in life? Um, Other than the daily golfing that I'm sure you're well, getting to do, right? No, definitely not getting to daily golf. Someday I, soon. That's an ultimate, ultimate goal for sure. Um, you, you know, I think the business is great. I love working for myself. I love being able to pull, you know, pull the trigger and, and, you know, figure out what the next step is. But I think more than anything, it, it's the freedom that you get, you know, from that, 
Now, some people become a slave to their business and some people get so deep that, you know, they, they can't get out of it. We've been slow to grow on purpose. And that's because I want time to spend away from the business with my family, taking trips. Um, my kids are active in, in activities. So, you know, being able to travel sports with them and, and do go camping and take vacations and things like that. That's what, you know, I'm blessed to be able to do right now because a lot of people that are in my situation at my age, maybe not able to do that as much as I do. And, Mm -hmm. and we've, my wife and I have kind of crafted our lives to be able to do that kind of thing. Um, for better or worse, sometimes Mm -hmm. it does stunt the growth of the business and I'll be the first to admit that. Mm Um, but you start a, I mean, start a business and on why do you, you know, what do you want to get out of it? Right. I mean, what do you want it to, it's a vehicle. Where do you want it to take you? Right. So some people might go all in hardcore for five to, you know, five to 10 years and, and just get it and sell it and be done and move on. Um, that's not the path I chose. So, mm-hmm. you know. What's one of the, the resources that you use all of the time, whether that's a book or a, a tool or a service, you know, what, okay. what, what's invaluable to you? Okay. So, um, I'm in a group called conquer, um, and it's a, a, a business mentoring group, um, started actually by the same gentleman that started the podcast that I originally listened to that kind of started my wheels turning on how to start a business. Um, used to be it, the podcast started off called the quick talk pod, quick talk podcast. Um, and he gave quick talks mm-hmm. about business. Mm-hmm. Um, and his name was Josh Latimer. And he kind of turned this into a masterminding group and got, as the, the, the base grew, home service-based businesses like pest control, what we do, window cleaning and power washing, um, you know, HVAC, those kinds of things. That's what he talked about was businesses that kind of do those kinds of services. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, that kind of morphed into something called AGS, Automate, Grow, Sell. Um, how to automate, grow, and sell your business. And it it turned into like all these resources that he kind of made. That turned into a live event. That live event um, was kind of the thing that really was the motor or the fuel on my fire. Hmm. Um, You got together with other people from across the country that were kind of doing the same thing you were doing um, and, and masterminded together and kind of figured out what your next steps were. And you had coaches that were kind of a few levels ahead of you that kind of mentored you in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, that group, that group kind of turned into something else called Conquer. Um, Conquer's what kind of what I just described, but on steroids, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, we have weekly meetings um, in a small group on Zoom and then monthly meetings with our coach one-on-one. Um, there's a huge database of um, online materials, everything from HR docs to interview questions for certain jobs, job descriptions. I mean, thousands of documents, hmm. um, videos, online resources, um, not to mention just the level of the people that are a part of this group is amazing. I mean, so much smarter than me, so much more business acumen than me. Um, and, and just being able to draw on those people and their, their, trials and errors and, and kind of learn from them. It, that's it, awesome. It's, it, that's a massive, massive thing for me. Yeah. That's cool. That is really cool, man. Well, tell us, um, tell us about how to connect with your business, uh, where to find you, uh, sure. things like that. Sure. Um, our business is called A1 Window Cleaning and Pressure Washing Service. We're based in Mooresville, um, but we serve 
basically Indy and, and all the surrounding counties. So, um, probably about a 50 mile radius. So, um, we are online, www.a1windowcleaningindy.com. Um, our office phone number is 317-777-5415. Um, easiest thing to do is Google A1 Window Cleaning on, on Google, and everything will pop up there for you. But, awesome. um, yeah, we'd love to hear from you, for sure. Right on. Well, we'll put all your contact info in the show notes sure. and stuff like that, and I hope that uh, you know, people will holler at you. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Thanks so much so. for joining us today, Andy. Yeah. Any last thing that you would want to share with the listeners this morning? Yeah. I mean, I'd just say, you know, if, if you're someone that's that's thinking about starting a business or or is just getting started in business, just go for it. I mean, the worst that you can do is get told no and then just try again. Mm-hmm. Just don't, don't take no for an answer and, uh, you know, stay positive. Um, yeah. And I, I mean, I wish everybody the best of luck for sure. Right that's on. awesome. That's right awesome. Well, Andy, thank you, man. Yeah, thank Thank you guys for being here. Appreciate it. We'll be back in just a moment. Well, Chris, thanks for inviting um, Andy on the podcast, man. That was uh, an incredible interview. Yes. Love that. I, you know, Jason, I always feel very fortunate when we have a great um, people join us to, one, just to do the podcast and hang out and talk. But I always... It's so fun to learn through other people's eyes and listen how they're doing their business and what they're doing. And and the great way that they're serving our communities is just amazing. And he is doing an excellent job at serving not only his community, but his people. Yeah. Yeah. And I loved, and I mean, we talked about this a little bit more after we hit stop on the recording. So, right. um, you know, we talked to him a little bit more about his ideas of how he honors his uh, his employees and things like that. And man, they do a, just a phenomenal job of surprising them with, you know, little things little here and things. there, yeah. doing great Christmas parties, just creating yeah. a culture in a, in a remote business. Mm-hmm. I mean, they touch base once a day, but they're kind of out doing their work in the community every right. day. And so, you know, he's creating an incredible culture around the workplace right. that, you know, many uh, probably in-person type businesses struggle to do. Uh, I completely agree. Doing a great job at that. Yeah, and I really... I, he touched on the interview, in the interview, about the culture and stuff like that. And I just, so valuable to be able to recognize how important that is to the live stream of the business. Like, that cult, that thing called culture is probably the most time-consuming, maybe the most financially consuming as well, I guess. Um, but it just, without it, it just, I don't know. I just, I, it's hard for me to fathom a... Um, I mean, there's many businesses that don't have a strong culture mm-hmm. um, and that survive. Don't get me wrong. Like, sure, they're, they're capable, right? But the ones that truly make an impact for all involved employees and customers, it seems like they have a strong culture. Right, right. And they care. Like, it goes further than just. Yeah. Well, and I loved, um, I loved the part where you talked about um, his mentor that mm-hmm. he's, you know, received coaching from and podcasting and stuff like that. Um, but you know, challenged, what is your why? Mm-hmm. What gets you out of bed in the morning? What motivates you? What, um, you know, because home services industry is not his, you know, he said, that's not my my goal in life. Right. But this is, you know, mm-hmm. waking up in the morning and taking care of my family and having the freedom to do the things we need to do. And this is a vehicle. Right. You know, business is a vehicle to get that done. And, mm-hmm. you know, we talk about, it's easy to talk about your why for your business. Mm-hmm. But how can you have a why for your business if you don't have a why for yourself? Right. You know, and so I love that he's done that hard work of what 
how does this matter to me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's very good, very good, and just another um, another great person to uh, tap into his insight and and have him share it with us. It was great. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for bringing that around. Hey, for those of you who are listening, thanks for taking the time to to uh, sit here and enjoy this time Absolutely. learning about Andy. Um, please like and subscribe um, our podcast here and make sure you share it with your friends. <laughs> That's right. And we want to give a huge shout out to Andy again. It's A1, A1 Window Cleaning Service. His phone number again is 317-777-5415. Feel free to check the show notes if you didn't get it. Yeah, yeah. We're excited that you tuned in today and uh, look forward to... See you next time. Thanks again, Jay. All right. Keep on leading and serving.